Welcome to Future Stories podcast with Cambridge Wireless, a leading international community of over a thousand companies involved in the R&D and application of wireless, mobile, internet, semiconductor, and software technologies. I am your host, Nadia Aziz, co-founder of Unbounded Future, a digital health and deep tech consulting company for early and growth stage startups here in the UK. I am also a special interest group champion of future devices and technologies at Cambridge Wireless. We have lined up some amazing and inspirational future makers that are disrupting the marketplace with breakthrough technologies. We hope through our show, they will also inspire other creators to bring radical innovations that will improve our lives. Today, I am pleased to host Ibrahim Farouk, founder of Bright Idea Education. He left his job as a broker to pursue his dream of creating edtech solutions using innovative learning concepts in combination with cutting-edge technology. The entrepreneurial spirit in Ibrahim roots from his own personal struggles with education. Growing up with a diagnosis of dyslexia in an environment that was not inclusive towards students with learning differences, his own learning gaps developed. This became the driving force that keeps Ibrahim motivated to drive a change in education. So let's hear from Ibrahim all about his journey and how his EdTech app Cosmico is already making a difference, especially during current times. Cool. Hi, Ibrahim. So welcome to this new episode and thanks for joining us. Um, we met a few years ago and I think you, that at that time you just started your startup journey with an EdTech product. And recently I've been following you and you, you started your new app. You've just launched a new app, Cosmico. So really interested to know about your journey and especially because EdTech is such a great uh, area at the moment. So tell us more about uh, how you how you've come about where you are today and and what are you up to with Cosmical? Of course, thank you so much for having me, Nadia. Gosh, where, where do I start? It's been uh, <laughs> it's been a fun journey to say the least so far, and I think I've just started my adventure in, in my kind of startup life. But uh, yeah, I think from the point we met. Uh, few years back uh, things have evolved and changed we've had a pandemic since then we went through so much change uh, my, my my small venture my my idea which started up as a as an idea when i was washing dishes to now where it's actually turned into a product and people are using it and i've got customers it's been quite a roller coaster journey and uh, I'm glad to say I'm nowhere near the end, but uh, it, it's a fun journey to say the least. Fair enough. And tell us more than what, what exactly is, is Cosmico and uh, you know, how, how are people using it, all your customers? So Cosmico is an educational technology company. Um, at our core, we gamified ed- um, learning 
we ensure that our games are a um, engaging, fun. Um, uh, of course, most importantly, they're curriculum aligned, um, and above everything, they make a difference to a child's learning progress. Um, to the point, uh, and then when we officially first launched um, our demo last year, 2019. We were lucky enough to go test with around 2,000 children um, just in a, in a kind of month and a half and we were able to show a 20% increase in child learning attainment. Um, but um, the most important thing for us is ensuring that the child progresses, the child has fun and we adapt to the way the child likes to learn. Great, so there's more engagement thanks to gamification. What sort of subjects are you focusing on at the moment? So we, we made a conscious decision to start with maths. Um, it's funny enough, many ed tech companies make that decision because maths is, uh, well, <laughs> I, I hope there's no other teachers listening, but uh, maths <laughs> is, 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 is a little easier to start with. It's a bit more binary. Um, yeah. And of course, parents are always kind of complaining about the child not, not being good at times table or division mm. or, or, or place value. So we started with maths and that's not where we're going to stop. However, our plan is to introduce English and science in the kind of coming year or so. Mm -hmm. and, and what sort of age groups um, are these games for? So we have started our age group for ages, well, ages between the ages of five to 11. When I first started my, my company, my vision was to create a product for everyone. And anyone listening is probably going to be like, what? Um, yeah, and, and we soon realized, you know, we need to really kind of focus in. And we felt as a company, a lot of innovation happens for early development for children when they're in early elementary or nursery school. And by the time they get into primary school and beyond, the innovation really slows down. And that's because it's cheaper to create products for children in early years than it is for children in primary and secondary because the learning just has to be a bit more in depth the, the there's a lot more areas where a child struggles and the potential kind of um, hurdles may, may be so it's more challenging for us as a company but it's more rewarding as well mm -hmm. and and so when when you started out with creating these curriculums um and creating games um can you describe what your design process was and how you actually ended up creating something that matches with what the school was agreeing with and uh, for that age group that you define and and you know who who was your who were your core team who did you rely on so i i didn't come from a technical background nor a game design background my, my background was finance so and, and 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 from asset management so when i first embarked on my journey my inspiration was the games that I grew up with and my vivid memory of what I found exciting of games. Mm -hmm. So when I, one of the first hires I made was an ex-head teacher whose very vivid memory in education was the child must meet his educational curriculum goals. He or she must be a certain level. So for us, it, it, was, it was a very good combination, but uh, we both kind of understood our mission was to create an app that would adapt and cater to the child's needs. So we used that as the framework and we, we, we did initially take a lot, of, a lot of influence on the national curriculum, the British national curriculum, to understand what are the key fundamentals that a child must be taught in order to have a successful learning journey. 
from there on, we kind of built everything around it. So we got the initial foundations, the framework, and we were like, okay, these are the boring stuff that children don't want to get taught as, as, as by itself. Let's now build the cake around it and make it all fun and engaging, add a story, add a narrative. And as any early kind of startup goes through this process, it was very much a really big wall with a lot of sticky, uh, sticky notes, <laughs> just kind of mapping out the user journey, trying to understand how we can make the most out of such a small product to have the most amount of impact. And one of the good things we've done, we, we always kind of were, were committed to ensuring that we're creating a product to solve a problem and, mm-hmm. and the, the children are going are gonna to use our product. And they're going to be one of the kind of factors which determine a parent subscribes or buys our app or doesn't. And we kind of use that to really drive us forward. Right. So that means at some point um, you have to go and, you know, ask feedback from your end customers, which are children in the school. Um, so how, how did they react to, to playing with the Cosmico? And moreover, <laughs> how did the teachers react? Because it's, it's interesting to see these two different uh, perspectives because um, the education providers are, have certain ways and certain approaches to teaching and children learn differently. Each child learns differently, I imagine. So how did you go about that? And, and what did you take back with you from, uh, from the feedbacks? So what, one of the reasons I embarked on this journey, because when I was in primary school, I got diagnosed with dyslexia. So for me, going back to primary school, it was like, whoa, last time I was there, it did not work out. <laughs> so let's hope this time around is a little bit better. But it, it, was, it, was, it was such an exciting experience because you spend all this time, you know, for a year of your life thinking and, and kind of vision, put it, having these visual images of what this product looks like. Finally, yeah. you build it. So it's the moment of truth. And when you put it in front of your kind of end user, in our case, we were lucky and, and, and even more fortunate that it, was, that, it, that it was children and children have a tendency of being really honest, which, yeah. which is amazing in, in, in product development. And what we, the, the approach we adopted, and we were fortunate to have Brunel University alongside us when we went into school. So we took it upon ourselves to give every child a, a device in the classroom we tested and the, and the class sizes were 30. So 30 children at a time we were doing. We made sure every child had an iPad. On most children, we put a GoPro on so you can try and capture their exact experience holding the device, their interactions on, on, on the screen, how they react to particular kind of elements and the highs and lows. And, 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 it, and it was really fascinating to finally hear that A, your product makes a difference. It's not perfect and nor is it meant to be perfect at that stage. Yeah but your end user has appreciation for the work you've done and would like to continue using such a product. And, and it was a really kind of a massive validating point for my team and I, and my stakeholders to hear that, gosh, it works. <laughs> it's like a big eureka moment. It actually works. And I, I think we took a lot away from, from that process. And um, since then we have kept our school partnerships to our core and even in, in, the, in the next few weeks, we're about to go back to around six schools and another 2,000 children to actually let them use our kind of commercial product, which is out in the market in the App Store and Google Play Store, actually use it. And this time around, tell them, 
you can go home and download it and subscribe. <laughs> and, and, and hopefully we end up with more subscribers by the end of it. But it's it's always a fun experience, um, mm-hmm. especially with children. They're, they're just amazing to work with and also very entertaining, very honest. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's the right word. The children are really, really honest with however they feel at the moment. They will let you know. So I think that's really good feedback to have. Um, how about the teachers, um, you know, because they have a certain uh, particular approach of teaching um, and also parents, because, you know, parents very often do not like that children have a long time uh, on, on their screens um, and trying to limit the digital exposure. So, um, you know, what was the feedback from their side and, you know, how, how are you approaching or aligning with uh, these two uh, type of users as well? So with teachers, it's the most difficult element because the teacher has a massive role to play in a a child's life and development in early years. Um, They spend a considerable amount of time with them and they make a, well, I add to the influencing factor for parents as well on which digital naps a a child may not uh, use in a classroom. So for us, the fact we had an ex-head teacher on board who was really going, you know what, this is a good app. We are supporting it. Um, it actually is curriculum aligned. It reduces my time teaching and helps your child improve while keeping a child focused, engaged, and entertained. It was a massive contributing factor. Of course, um, with any new technology, with any new kind of industry getting digitalized, there's always a lot of uh, skepticism. And it's like, um, uh, there were some teachers which were very um, took back by how effective a digital platform could be. Like, for example, our app was saving teachers on average four hours of teaching time. That is massive. Um, mm-hmm. Something that a teacher often enough does not get the luxury of doing. They're so kind of piled up with homework, with class preparations, with the curriculum design. So there was a lot of support from from teachers and that really helped parents um, kind of get over some of their phobias around screen time. Um, Yeah, to this day, parents do have their kind of uncertainty around how much is good screen time, but uh, it's the quality of screen time that Mm. matters. Um, Anything, um, if if you're sitting there just binge watching something that is adding any value to the child and that is not any adding anything to development, but if a child is playing a game that is stimulating, is curriculum aligned, is educational, yet is not distracting the child and progressing the child, it's a winner. But uh, one of the bigger kind of challenges when we were visiting schools is some schools were from the low socioeconomic background, mm-hmm. some weren't. And what we found was children from low socioeconomic backgrounds had more usage or iPad or device usage in comparison to those that weren't. Um, but uh, it, it was very interesting understanding the patterns of how children use their app at home and of course in, and in school as well. Mm, that, that's, that's a really interesting point about you know the different site type of users and how you're making use of you know technology to, to empower them to educate for education. What about um, Especially during these times during the pandemic, um, how did uh, how did you know schools uh, you know react or how did they use your application to um, help children edu- uh, during education sessions? Um, you know, especially because now everything was at home learning, so suddenly 
every the whole world changed. So how did you, um, how did Cosmico position themselves during this time? So COVID-19 um, has been tough for all businesses um, and education wasn't any different. However, the, the, the good parts that we took away from this was it fast-tracked digital adoption for parents. Parents were pretty much forced into a corner where it was either your child gets a device or they get left behind. And in a sense, it, it was a good reality check for parents to understand that there's more, there's more effective ways of teaching your child than a physical human standing in front, which is nine out of ten times has a one-fits-all approach, which doesn't really fit anyone. Um, as, as a business, our, our kind of key mission was to ensure that children don't fall behind from their key objectives. And even with all of the different companies out there, what we found, children were still falling behind or had fell behind by at least five to six months. So our, our app, we were unfortunate that we didn't have an MVP in the market. We had a demo. However, we had just managed to kind of get something out in literally record time in two months. We had our mm -hmm. team working day and night, but as soon as we had it out, we had an immense amount of amazing feedback from both teachers and parents, um, mostly from teachers because a lot of the tools weren't created for at-home learning. Yeah. Um, a lot of the teachers weren't akin or in tune to how to use digital tools at home. Um, nine out of 10 times, the children are better accustomed to those tools than the teachers were. Yeah. So there, there was a lot of, there was a big learning curve for teachers to go, whoa, we really need to get up to date with the digital technology because it's gonna be the future of teaching. Yeah. And for parents, um, it's a difficult one at the end of the day, right? Because I, I, I got a puppy in January and in COVID-19, I was like, whoa, I've got my hands full with a puppy running around. So those parents with two, three children trying to work from home, absolute respect. Like it's an immense job that, that they've done and to get this far is amazing. And it is tough to home educate as well as work as well. So our, our tool like ours was entertaining was curriculum aligned, was ensuring that children don't get left behind. Our tool did not have any prejudice to where you're from, who you are, or what background you're from. The main focus was to ensure that you as a learner have fun, you learn and you progress, all the while providing parents with actual analytical insights via our kind of end of game report, which lets parents know where they are, where the progress has made and the national curriculum points that they've met. So, it, it, it was a fun, but as a business, we 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 done all that we could to support children, and hence why we are growing from strength to strength. That's fantastic. I think this is a great example of how um, we can actually use digital platforms, and especially now, you know, uh, the ways of working us is changing, and and is changing across the board. And pivoting for a lot of uh, companies is is something that that we see day in and day out. And I think this is a great time for edtech to boom. Uh, so what's next then, since you're seeing the shining light of EdTech? Well, I would love to say I'm seeing the end of the tunnel, but I don't think anywhere near. I can see like the far distant light, which is probably a few miles away. But uh, I, I think EdTech is about to go through a massive explosion. Um, for, for the best, I, I think EdTech had a few years of a bit of a slum, a lot of lack of investor confidence, 
a lack a lack of support from teachers and parents but there, there's, there's a lot of good products out there um, companies like ours are massively at advantage we, we, there's a massive gap in the market for an app like ours which is curriculum aligned it adapts to the way child, the child likes to learn it is also gamified and entertaining so for us the next stages are we're going to be working on continuing growing our kind of content um, and next year we'll be launching version two entering into australia and new zealand uh, we're doing more financing rounds as well as a startup. It's literally like your lifeline. <laughs> if you're not fundraising, then well, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, but it, it's an exciting phase. Um, the team and I are, are, are very excited. Um, I, I think it's one of the best times to be in EdTech at the moment. Mm. Like anyone who missed out and not being part of EdTech last year is kicking himself in the backside at the moment <laughs> why didn't i take up the opportunity yeah so you, you also had raised some money this year through innovate uk right uh, so that's a yeah, good yeah, validation yeah. too well it, it's it, innovate uk is such an interesting one because they've got such a high kind of turn down rate so if, if you're a part of innovate uk you already it's like an achievement badge of honor like yeah innovate uk has backed you but Listen, in Innovate UK and how they've been supporting businesses through COVID and, the, the, and how fast they responded, it's absolutely amazing. They had for the grant that, that we were lucky enough, fortunate enough to win, they had roughly nearly nine to 10,000 applications, yeah. out to which 5% one. So if anyone, any, any of our colleagues who were, who were part of that grant won it, absolutely well done. It, it's a massive achievement. And to get that level of support in such times of turmoil, it, it, it's absolutely extraordinary. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, we're going to be applying for more grants and trying to, of course, push the yeah. company forward. Yeah, great. Well done, really. That, that's a fantastic achievement. And I'm sure you guys are going to go, do really well going forward, especially with education in looking at different subjects. And, and I think gaming is really fun. And I, mean, I, I enjoy gaming uh, as a grown-up. So I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, children love that. And it's a nice way of educating. So um, fantastic. Have you downloaded a rap yet? Not yet. I have to. I'm sorry. Oh, man. Nadia. <laughs> that's, that's on my to-do list and I, I'm really okay. looking forward to, to have, a, you know, have a play with it and perhaps ask uh, my niece and nephews to, to have a look Please at it. And, you know, young kids uh, just to get how, how they feel and how they react as well. So some more feedback for your way <laughs> from different <laughs> markets. Anyway, th th so thank you so much, Ibrahim, for spending time. Um, and really appreciate uh, you know you sharing your journey, and I hope you know you, uh, Cosmico goes way ahead uh, going forward, and and we see it in more schools and more more children are playing with it and learning um, different subjects thanks to your application and making hopefully, it enjoyable. Hopefully, we are doing a, a crowdfunding campaign as well, so um, I'm, I'm sure I'll oh, great. share the link with you. Yes. And yeah, I'll share my link as well with you. So if, if any of the listeners have got children, nieces and nephews, do give us a try. We've even got a month free trial as well. Fantastic. And of course, any support on our CDS campaign would be absolutely amazing. We're, we're really um, uh, making our way to creating a better, brighter future for all children. Great. Thank you so much. And I wish you a great Thank day. Thank you so ahead. much, Nadia. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye.